Hey everybody, Lorsheng here. Before we get started for this episode, I wanted to share some updates on sliced fruit. If you've been following this podcast, you may notice we have taken a bit of a hiatus since season two last year. Gigi and I have been busy with life and have decided to take an extended break from sliced fruit at the moment. We did, however, have two episodes in the works, and so while we may have an indefinite hiatus, we're excited to drop these conversations with our dear friends, so be on the lookout for the next episode in a few weeks. For today's episode, our guests happen to be the first people I met when moving to LA. Anne and Young are parents of two young children and work on staff at their local church. We invited them on the pod today to share about their unique and challenging season preceding the pandemic and into the year 2020. I hope you enjoy what they had to say as much as we did. Let's get to it. Okay, well, today in the Slice Fruit Studios, we got Anne and Young. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're actually not recording in our quote-unquote usual Zoom studios. We're actually here in person. Yay. Yeah. This is the first time doing this. This is the first time doing it live. We've done it where we recorded people live, but Gigi might be online. That's true. Or the Mm -hmm. other party was online. Yes. Or we recorded it where we were together, but then the guest was online. online. Yeah. Um, but this is completely where the host, me and Gigi, and the guest mm-hmm. are all together. We're seeing each other's faces. We can actually read the facial reactions. This is a historic occasion. <laughs> completely. And we have a couple, Anne and Young. Yeah. Woo! Welcome. Yay. Anyways. All right, let me introduce Anne and Young to you guys. Um, wow. Um, I don't even know how to do this introduction. Um, I, I mean, I guess well, I know Anne and Young from church. They're good friends from church. Um, Anne was one of the first people I met when I moved to LA. Uh, one of the first first people like that I remember, like you know, asked to get coffee and just to chat. Um, I was just saying earlier. We, I remember. It was, I, I distinctly remember. I remember. I think I took the metro from Azusa. Went down to Old Town Pasadena. I think I had a bike at that time, and I biked. Do you remember this? Do you remember me on a bike? <laughs> I think I rode a bike. I'm still trying to recall being at Copa Vida. <laughs> I remember talking to you in your early days. But... <laughs> um, anyways, that's like a memorable like first like first couple months in LA, just meeting and um, yeah. I, that that ride from Azusa to Pasadena on Metro. That's an adventure in and of itself. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you did it a lot. I did it a lot. This is coming from somebody who's lived in Southern California for the last. So Gold Line is totally different from your red red lines. Gold Line is red line and purple line are all different. Gold Line is um, quite nice, (laughs) (laughs) especially like Azusa to Pasadena. Like that's like you know, we're going through like some of the suburbs. Anyhow, um, yeah. So you met Anne. I met Anne at yeah. first, and then I think Young. I mean, shortly after, you guys got married that same year, and then mm. uh, I gotten to know. I remember when you guys were first married. You guys lived in El Sereno, mm-hmm. yep. and uh, you guys hosted game nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, crawls. and taco wow. crawls. Actually, w- I participated in the taco crawls later, but yes. Ah, uh, I've heard about these taco crawls. They're, they must be famous. They're yeah. 
famous. Taco Crawls, famous Belly Taco Busters, wow. all the oh, above. Yeah. Yeah. So Anne and Young are just like really um, hospitable. hospitable. Mm-hmm. Like really love to uh, gather people and really have a love for food too. Oh, <laughs> so that's, that's the best. Beautiful. Gather people with food. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and Anne's been a friend and a mentor. People think that we're related. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think. Oh, why is that? Um, you yeah, know, you I've never heard that. Well, really? That's, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, we get this a whole lot. <laughs> That's so <Okay>. funny. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of months ago. Yeah, this yeah. happens like every couple months. <laughs> My mom. Oh, no, that's right. <laughs> was watching the church live stream. Actually, I didn't know you started leaving work. And was like, at first I thought, she's like, was that you on the live stream? And I was like, no, mom, that's not. And I was like, I'm not gonna tell Lord Shig right now. I don't want to. I was like, it's my own mom that got confused for a moment. I think this happens like every six months. Where someone thinks we're related. Usually we're kids we're sisters. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I kind of oh joke God, that yeah. Lorsheen is her long lost sister. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, do think your personalities have, there's like, I think this, there's like, a similar vibe. And like, a and somebody told us our, we split our hair the same way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that does it right there. But, oh but your, the mom one is, is oh really gosh. funny. Like, either I'm concerned with your eyesight or. <laughs> I mean, the. He does the feed online, but it is a little far, so... Ah, uh, yeah, know, shit, shit is fair. <laughs> I don't actually do the camera work, so... Don't blame me on that one. Uh, okay, well, that, that, that's um, our quick introduction of Anne and Young. Um, they're here today uh, to talk about... Uh, their their lives and a little bit of their stories. But before we get into that, um, we've got a segment that we're trying called the Icebreaker slash Hot Takes. Hot Takes. takes. Um, and I think this is appropriate for you guys. Yes. But what is the superior phone? Superior platform? Phone? Okay. Software? Software? iOS? iOS? iOS or Android? Um, well, I'm from Cupertino. Hey! Oh. Um, so, <laughs> you know, though my early years, I, it wasn't a better product. They, they broke through post iPhone or iPod. Um, yeah. But I yes I I am a iOS You're Apple fan. Apple, okay. Uh, Apple or Android? True to the roots. Me, I actually live in both worlds. My yeah. phone's an Android. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I use iPads on a regular basis. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how about your PC? Like how about your Windows PC? and Macs? Yeah. You use both. I use both. Okay. Oh, no, wow. you're you're definitely more one I'm than more, the other. <laughs> I'm more one. I mean, like my phone is Android. If you had to so choose, you would choose an Android. I'll choose the thing that'll get the job done. That's my thing. Which you think is an Android <laughs> yeah, that's Not necessarily. <laughs> I like how Young has not answered. What is your answer? My answer is whatever gets the job done. Uh, wow, it's such, a, such a nine, yeah. nine answer. <laughs> it is a non-answer. No, no, no. It is an answer, but it's a non-answer. Like... Have you had an iPhone before? I, I actually still rock an iPhone. Oh, okay. I use it for... Um, I use it for things here and there, so. Then actually, I'm curious. What's what does the Android get done, and what does the iPhone get done? I don't know. I don't know. It's like, it is. Okay, the one thing nice about Android, some of them they still have a little slot for memory cards. Okay, I, there you yeah, go. I agree. Those. Are and nice. I have a one terabyte memory card in my phone. I see. Yeah, you can so change can the take, memory size. I can take pictures until the cows come home. Yeah. And I still have room on the memory card. Right. Whereas on the iPhone. If I'm a 64 or like 256, still, 
Yeah. It's still a lot, but it's like still, it's like I'm still gonna run out of room. Yeah, so. yeah, true. You also enjoy the hacking capabilities of. And that, I used that, to. That is nice. I used to, but not anymore. Not so much these days. Mm. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, <laughs> don't got time for that. Mm-hmm. It's just whatever gets the job done. But for like phones, I guess like, I mean, it's kind of like whatever gets the job done. It's like in my line of work, there's more software that is on the iPad. So that kind of like gravitates towards iPad per se and like more professional, <laughs> but like personal things is like whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. There you go. That, that did support Hot his. Take. That did support his answer. Hot take. Hot take. All right. Very so good. professionally iPad, I guess, but like personally, Android. Okay. There you go. Okay. Okay. That was the answer. <laughs> Thanks. What about you, Lorching? Um. Oh, Apple iOS for phone. And, and then, then PC for there like you go. I'm, I'm a PC. You use a PC. I'm a PC. <laughs> Me too. I'm I, I, I like the I I've grown up with PC, like I'm very I like how I can know the ins and out of a PC, whereas I feel like Mac's like I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same for me? Okay. It must be a family thing then. It is. <laughs> no, oh our mom has a Mac. Yeah, but she does not know how to use it. She still asks us questions. And we don't know how to use it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, well, um, we invited... Well, I invited you guys to come on. Um, I, I mean, I've known you guys for um, quite a while. I mean, yeah. ever since I've been in LA and just mm-hmm. seeing you guys walk through like major life stages um, of your of you guys' lives, from I guess dating to being married to trying to have kids, having kids to kind of where you guys are now. Um, but I remember we, I think we had dinner not too long ago, and I, I think that was the first time I heard you guys talk about. Um, the 2019-2020 season and calling it like the crazy year <laughs> and I kind of already knew like what that meant but I think it's I think because we're kind of a few years post that like we can start labeling things <laughs> maybe that's why so I was like oh yeah I guess that is one way to describe that um, but uh, before we get into what, what what why that season was crazy and what was going on um, can you share with us what life was like and what you guys were planning and hoping for before the fall of 2019. Hmm. Yeah, um, I think we, you know, we got married maybe 2016. 2016. And then, um, you know, shortly after we're hoping to have kids, we're Mm -hmm. a little bit older when we got married and um, it took us a little bit while to get there. You Mm -hmm. know, we're dealing with infertility. Then at, at one point felt like, hey, you know, maybe God's leading us to adoption so we started pursuing that process mm. and um, we were in the middle of some other things going on and starting to pursue it was things were really busy at work because we were having this big you know move that we were dealing with he was running um, he was working on a new radio station mm. and then um, in the middle of that time um, we miraculously found out that we were pregnant wow. and so we were just about to put ten thousand dollars down like in one month we would have put down ten thousand dollars for our first deposit for the adoption non-refundable all those things um but 
you know, I had a dream and then um, had a dream that I had a positive pregnancy test and I had not had one for two and a half years and I just couldn't shake it. And so one morning I was like, I just got to take this test, get it out of my mind, move on with my life and took it and surprisingly it was positive. And um, I had another friend who also had a dream the night before when I told her, she's like, oh my gosh, I had a dream last night that you were positive too. Wow. And so... um, all that to say, we were really excited because we were, um, you know, expecting our first baby after all these years of not being able to have one. And Yong, you were doing some other things too. I was doing other things like basically working with the uh, children's choir, and then when we weren't working on the new radio station. That's when we got married, mm-hmm. and we were actually transitioning from one place to another, and that's a whole another story in and of itself. And then your business stuff. Yeah, I was like oh, kind of yeah. like thinking about maybe starting a consultancy business. Mm-hmm. I've been working on this audio like techno- te- audio technological things for the last 10 years plus. Mm-hmm. And I have built up a lot of like like some places they call it the stupid tax. I paid a lot of stupid tax, you know, I feel like I feel like I have like something to some things to give. So I was like putting, so I basically got like whatever money I saved, it was about, and put that towards buying equipment and start renting it out to mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. I, actually, I think at that time, I think I rented like my first, like first rental was for a friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh, so things like that. So it's kind of like maybe just kind of getting maybe things off the ground just a little bit. For a new okay. business. For a new yeah. business, trying to get things and see what, see what the market was like. Or what kind of new possibilities were there? Mm. Yeah, so we were, you know, had that going on, and then with you know the baby coming, I was like, I was due for a sabbatical, at, you know, and we both work for the church, and we, we get a, a, a three month kind of sabbatical time to just pull away mm. every seven years. So I had I'd been coming up to my seven year mark, and along with the maternity leave, I was like, oh great, I'm gonna get to take you know five five and a half months, just you know be learn how to be our new family. We're going to travel, we're going to go to Asia, all these different things. And so, um, yeah, so that, that that was what we were looking forward to in the summer of 2019. Mm-hmm. And then one day, so I actually had set up a st- studio for like a home studio, like semi-professional studio, and they were recording a radio show and I was part of that radio show as a uh, co-host. And then when it came for me to speak on my turn, I actually couldn't speak. Mm. Only thing I could get out was laughter. Mm. Wow. When I was trying to speak, only thing I could do was just laugh, laugh, laugh. And that persisted for about 10, 15 minutes. Hmm. And I, did, I, found out, I found this out later. And that condition is known as aphasia. I think Bruce Willis... Okay. Yeah, he has a face. I think I just saw in the news like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. So he like if he tries to speak, he like he may like that action may be translating something else entirely. Mm-hmm. Like for me, that was like laughter, mm. and I didn't realize at the time that was like apparently like one of the signs of having a stroke. Mm. So I went home early, and somehow like I had this like really pounding headache on my left side of the head. Somehow drove all the way from Koreatown to Alhambra, which is now, like, when I think about it, it's just a miracle in and of itself. Mm. 
it was ridiculous and it was also a miracle in and of itself that it was like I didn't get into an accident I didn't pass out I didn't seize up or anything like that I come home I just tell my wife I tell Anne like I have this really raging headache I'm just gonna lie down on the couch and take a nap okay. when I come to either the door was unlocked or I had somehow let the or unlock the door mm-hmm. and I see paramedics come in and apparently I was like in the middle of like when I was quote unquote napping I was responding to messages while sending garbage like nonsense you want to take it from there? yeah so I I guess we're jumping in yeah Um, so so, yeah tell us more what happened next so what had happened so this is the beginning of that the um, crazy year crazy Mm -hmm. year Um, so actually I was with Lorsheng at the time we were sitting down having a meal with with another you know girl that was part of a group a mentorship group we were part of and I remember him texting me and I was like I had told Lorsheng and Nikki what was going on and I remember Lorsheng even said hey just just watch out you know and just you know pay attention you know if anything goes wrong just call you know call somebody so I went out to the parking lot and he was sending his crazy texts and it was not making sense. And so I called him. I said, do you want me to call the ambulance? And he goes, yes. And then he started sending crazy texts to our work and everything. Not crazy. They just, they were nonsense. Gibberish, right? Gibberish. Yeah. Um, so we were trying this. to write things. And mm-hmm. then he was responding with gibberish. And so we called the ambulance, um, jet straight home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the time I got here, the ambulance had already brought him into the hospital. And so we ended up at Huntington Hospital just up the street. I went in, um, and uh, we finally got inside and met the doctors. Unfortunately, actually, by that time, he had come to again. He was back to his normal self. And I think hmm. within an hour, uh, they had this little radio, not radio, video monitor ra- robot thing come up oh, next tell to Oh, teledoctor. Teledoctor come up to his bed, and this little, this doctor pops up on this little screen <laughs> on the stick. Hello. <laughs> and he's like, hi. He goes, we ran the tests, and your husband has a condition called Moya Moya. And we're like, Moya what? Moya <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, wow. And so, he goes, yeah. it's um, So Moya Moya in, Jap- in Jap- um, Japanese. Japanese translates to puffs of smoke. Mm. So, what, what, so it's a rare, but not rare enough, like, brain disorder. So what happens is that we have, like, I think four arteries going into our brain, two in the front and two in the back. And the arteries going into the brain in my back, once it enters the brain, it narrows up significantly. Mm-hmm. So instead of having, like, really deep or really thick arteries, mm-hmm. it actually creates a lot of thin arteries. Mm-hmm. So it's very tenuous. Now, apparently, one of those thin arteries had burst, which, so, and that, so I had a hemorrhagic stroke on my left hemisphere if I'm remembering this right mm, yeah. so that's what that's what that's what happened on that day so that when that burst I had that condition of aphasia mm-hmm. headache and then passing out and also probably like that 10 like 30 minutes of me just being awake but nobody's behind the wheel so to speak like. mm-hmm. yeah so I would say that that kind of marked the change um, from hey I'm here to just get ready to have a baby yeah to I remember I remember even the week before I was 
Young was always driving. I was nauseous, and you know, mm-hmm. I was I was like, finally, I get to kick back my feet. Back <laughs> up. I was sleeping on all the car rides, and then in that moment, everything about the pregnancy changed. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the rest of the pregnancy and um, further things that happened, um, you know, ended up really not being what we expected at all. Yes, yeah, 2019. Uh, this yeah. was August of August 2019. Of 2019. August 2019. And so then, um, wow. mm-hmm. then the fall ended up being, we, we got a referral back to our hospital <coughs> um, and, you know, got connected to a neurosurgeon and, and, you know, basically found out he would have to do two brain surgeries. And wow. We were trying to figure out when to do them. I was like, I'm going to have a baby. Yep. And I was like, can we just try to squeeze them in before I have the baby? I think I'd rather have him be out recovering before the baby before than after the baby. Right. So that was our fall of 2019 mm-hmm. was yep. spent. Mm-hmm. Um, Preparing for the surgery, mm-hmm. getting so getting a lot of CT scans, a lot of MRI scans. Mm. I think, how many MRI and CT scans I had in that time? Like at least like half, like, the, half yeah. dozen, at least. Yeah. Well, packed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that was right before t- COVID hit, right? Yeah, this, all this was okay. this was yeah. in fall, like so, like September, <coughs> October, November. Wow! In that three months, I think I had like total of at least five or six, minimum like five or six CT and MRI scans. Mm-hmm. I think like one, I think CT like MRI scan right before the week of the surgery. That was like the last one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then we spent our Thanksgiving and Christmas well, yeah. uh, in the hospital. In the hospital Thanks- for each yeah. of the two. Thanksgiving week, I think yeah. it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday. So yeah. wasn't was it a Thanksgiving or is it like before Thanksgiving? Well, we spent both hos- we spent both holidays. Yeah, in the hospital. In the hospital. Yeah. And my so I think I think they started with I forget which hemisphere they started with. I think they wanted to do the left first. I think this one was Thanksgiving. <laughs> and this was my Christmas Eve. <laughs> That's right. I remember, I remember. This was my Christmas Eve activity, being under the knife for being under the anesthesia uh, for like the whole day. Wake, I wake up and like, yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So all like the, your expectations of what pregnancy, or even like you're talking about your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's right. All kind of changed, and even like even you're talking about your sabbatical too, mm-hmm. like going into that. Um, and then COVID happened. Tell me more about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, the hope was, wow, it's been a really, really crazy fall season. Wow. You know, we spent all of his time in the hospital, plus all of my time. You know, I, I was older. I have some health is- issues, so my pregnancy was considered geriatric plus high risk for a number of reasons. So we were in and out of Kaiser Sunset all the time. Hmm. And so in my mind, finally, after his surgery, it was like, oh, we could catch a breath. And, you know, I can go into my sabbatical and and really rest and recover from this season. Um, And so my sabbatical, my due date was March 20th. Um, I ended up needing to have, ended up getting pushed up early. And so my sabbatical, I think, started the end of February. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I was planning to have about a month before I gave birth. 
and so started the sabbatical. It was great. I remember, you know, I took some time, went out to Irvine, spent a day just, you know, by the beach. <coughs> just going, God, what are you going to do during mm. these next few months? Wow. Um, and then two weeks later, found out I had to give birth a little bit early, um, and then gave birth to my son on March 5th. And if you guys are COVID aware, uh, you know, I think LA shut down March 12th. Yep. Um, and so, you know, I was in the hospital a little bit longer than I expected um, and brought my son home right when we were leaving the hospital. Things were beginning, like they were kind of taking temperatures as we were leaving. Um, and then we got home and the world shut down. And yeah. so I was finally, you know, ready to jump into a, a season of um, my sabbatical and being able to process. And we spent um, our first, you know, as soon as we got home with our son, the world totally shut down. Mm. So yeah, it was not what I was expecting um, for my sabbatical. And w nobody knew. Everyone thought we were going to shut down for two weeks. That's um, right. Oh, just two, three weeks. Yeah, just mm -hmm. two well, weeks. Flatten the curve. I remember I posted all these like Facebook. The you guys, just do this. We can flatten the curve. You know, <laughs> one month close. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, it was definitely not what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. How, how did you guys navigate that? Like with all these different mm, things that kind of piled up. Unexpected. unexpected events after one another. Just share your story about the word God gave you before um, everything falling. Oh, everything falling into place. So this was back in, we're going back to 2019. I think it's like a Memorial Day weekend. And for some reason, I could not sleep the night before Sunday. And all of a sudden, and I can still like vision I can all still see it in my mind's eye. It's just clear as like I'm seeing on the TV, like literally just everything falling into place. Mm. You know, if you play Jenga, you know, you, you know the Jenga blocks. It's kind of akin to that, but it's just all, it's just falling into place. Everything's just falling neatly into place. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I thought it was like, oh, that's just like what God's saying. Like I, like my frame of reference was. Adoption. Mm -hmm. If we like go ahead and proceed with the adoption, it's gonna just fall into place. We won't have to worry about it. And then all of a sudden, this happens, that happens, this happens, that happens. Mm -hmm. And kind of, and then just kind of had a chance to reflect. When did I reflect this? I think it was like middle of twenty twenty or something like that. It wasn't really about the adoption process per se, but I think it's just like. It's just that, it's just a stroke, mm -hmm. it's like, and then after the stroke, we knew we couldn't pursue adoption mm -hmm. because of the, my health condition. I think Korea has like a really strict adoption protocols now, like ever since like, I mean, there. I think that there is a lot, I think you're starting to see some of it, like a lot of like sketchy things that are happening with when people, when the adoptees are trying to reclaim their identity and whatnot you saw you can see some of that happen so I think because of that I think they're really trying to crack down on who's eligible who's not eligible but the adoption agency that we're trying to process the adoption with shortly after 
I had our, I had my stroke. I think they went bankrupt, right? Uh, they closed down. They closed oh. down. Mm. So it was like, had we actually gone through with it, and the agency probably would have shut down, would have been out of like ten, twelve thousand dollars, and it's like that would have been like now what? Mm-hmm. And then just getting these, and then just kind of thinking about it, I got the surgery in November and December, mm-hmm. in time for me to recover. So at least I can at least be there for my child's birth, our child's birth, and then at least try to lead uh, lead a normal life as much as we could. And then this happens. And then, like, other things happen in between, but felt like that falling into place was just kind of like, in hindsight, it wasn't about the adoption agents, adoption process, adoption process, or anything that we would imagine that it would be. It was mm-hmm. something entirely different. It was like a, this was not the road we would have, I would have chosen to take. <laughs> no. Two surgeries, lockdown. That's not fun. I mean, but at the same time, it's just like, but in the end, mm. one of the blessings that I got out of this, if, like a um, small blessing, except for the first year of my kid's life, my son's life, I didn't have to be away from him at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking back at that, and it's just, that's such a, that's such a blessing. Mm-hmm. Like for the first year of his life, I got to be with him 24-7. Mm. With maybe like a couple of hours here and there, just going in, and just like there's a little nook in our home and that's my off that's my quote unquote office space I just be there for like two three hours on Sundays to help facilitate um, online service mm-hmm. and that was my really the only time I'll be away from him for a significant amount of time yeah I'm, so I mean I think when you know to think about that time and to answer the question is just I think we, along the way, you know, were able to see how God was just present with us. And Mm -hmm. there are other things that I didn't share that were really hard, um, especially during pandemic. There were some health things that came up, some really scary things, I think, with COVID and some things going on personally inside. But when I think back to think, what did it look like? That that whole fall, I think we had just a sense of, like, God's with us. Mm. Uh, For me personally... I think getting pregnant was a huge, like, oh my gosh, God, you see us, you know? I think Mm -hmm. when he shares about the adoption thing, it was like, oh, you knew and you prepared exactly when we needed to get pregnant to, you know, and we would have been disqualified. We would have Mm -hmm. thrown away tons of money. And it's not about money, but just I felt the kindness of God and that helped us to go through the fall and to go through the surgeries and... um, I think we we walk through the fall we're like oh yeah we're doing really well like we feel like we're really at peace with the lord even you know god you led us to these doctors these surgeries we prayed a bunch about what we were supposed to do and we just felt god's like oh he's with us Mm. um as the pressure increased i realized oh i still have cracks like i i don't know if i trust as much but at least during the fall we felt really good Um, and then pandemic hit and then the whole world fell apart well more fell apart in me but i'll say the same thing happened is i I hit this point halfway through my sabbatical and i remember calling you know the uh calling fiona who was like my sabbatical coach i was like i can't go back to work 
Mm. I was supposed to be a pastor at our church, and I don't know what I think about God. Mm. Or I'm scared. Like, I feel like I've fallen apart. Mm. And, you know, I was like, I only have, what, two months left? How am I? Like, I can't go back. How am I supposed to go back? But I think during the latter half of that sabbatical, I was just like, God, you're just going to have to do something to Mm. pull through. And um, I don't even know how it happened. A bunch of different things happened, but I just felt like God showed me one day. He's like, even in the pit, the hardest of hard places, the darkest moments, which wasn't even that fall period. It was actually during pandemic um, as I was going through my own kind of mental and heart struggles just with God's goodness. Mm. And I felt like God just said something about like, don't you understand that it's such good news that even in your suffering that I'm right there with you. Wow. And I've, I've been there and I've done that and you're not alone. Yeah. And something about that just shook me out of that mess I was in. And as I think back on this whole crazy year, I was like, that is so true. God, you've been with us. You've been with us in the darkest places. You've been with us when we're in the hospital. You've been with us. There was a moment I didn't get into it when Yong got sent to the ER right as COVID was <laughs> starting and, you know, everybody was freaking out. Nobody could go. Um, they were so quick to get him out that he threw up on the way out. They just kind of pushed him out the ER door after oh he was gosh. done. Uh, I mean, that's a yeah. little bit exaggeration, <laughs> but they were, they were that, scared. Right? Everybody yeah. was so scared. Wow. And so I remember just feeling so afraid, but like God was with us and God was with me and he was with my husband yeah. and he was with my you know newborn son at the yeah. time and I think that really when I think back oh that carried me even in hard places and knowing even when I didn't know mm-hmm. you know Jesus was right there with me in suffering not trying to push it away not trying to go like rah 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 cheerlead he's just like I'm with you you know when you're crying when you're struggling um, all those things seem like you tried to just always find that silver lining or you really experienced all that heartache um, but somehow it, even in those moments you heard the voice of God and didn't feel alone yet still had to face reality um, and so sometimes like you just wonder how, how does anyone go through that and navigate through that and actually we don't have the answer to that we actually know even if you and I was thinking like what would you say to someone who is going through that period and then you know you sometimes you just don't know what to say yeah but um but yet like to feel to be present and to feel the presence of the Lord in those moments I think that's like a um it's a relatable experience you know we all had to go through some struggles you know throughout especially during the COVID period I think and I and it's like how did we survive that right (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. I think something that that you 
actually, it, I, I've heard like these stories before, but something that um, that really stands out what you guys were sharing was, um, I think just being able to always, um, being able to come and surrender these things to the Lord, whether that's like practical things like praying for Young's like, uh, bring, like the surgeries, but even to the part, points where I'm like, man, this, and I, I know you didn't get into details, Anne, but, but just even just like those personal struggles of just like, this is hard and mm. this is confusing or this is, I don't understand. Um, I think one thing that I'm struck by is that you guys have or the Lord has met you in those places, mm. you know, like God is not absent yeah. and he does, he, he really wants to be in the forefront, you know, like it, what's beautiful about you guys' stories is like, they're very specific, you know, like they're like these moments and this, this, and, and, <laughs> and it just shows that, wow, God wants to be specific. God wants to be in and up in our face, like in our, in our, in our anxiety in in that driveway in Kaiser Sunset when you want to pimp, you know, like it's like it's beautiful to 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 see. Wow, like we, you guys have experienced a lot, like in terms of, um, like just even experienced a lot in terms of emotions and struggles. But like God is present in really in all those things. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, just really thankful. Yeah. Looking, I know, I know, uh, it's about like two years post we get to reflect on, <laughs> you know, um, how have you seen the ways that you've experienced God and even learned about your guys' selves? How, how have you guys seen those, the, that, that crazy year inform your current, current, um, season Life now? now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna kind of take it on a different lens. Sure. <laughs> um, like my perspective on things that changed, like before fatherhood and after fatherhood. Mm-hmm. And one of those things that kind of like really like really strikes me is like on every Sunday at nine thirty a.m. when or nine o'clock or nine fifteen or so, give or take, when she. Annabelle and Joel, my our children, comes in. My son always runs up to me. He's like, "Daddy," and it's like I'm always like kneeling and grabbing him, and it's just like one of those things. Like, it's like I gotta remember to put myself in Joel's shoes and just run up to God every time I need to like reaffirm things. It's just like I don't know how to. It's like. He's always there. We just need to run to him. I just got to remind myself to do it. Mm, wow. And so I know we don't do that all the time as much as we should. Mm. Certainly guilty of it. But every time he does that, it's just like, I'm going to drop everything off to the side. I'm going to kneel down and hug him yeah. and lift him up in the air. Do that thing. I think I've done it like pretty much every Sunday that when he runs up to me. And that's that. I don't think I'll ever stop doing that. And, and when he's not gonna do that, I'm gonna miss it terribly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just and the other thing that really like like that vision, everything falling into place. That 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 was just meant for that like year or so, like that one adoption process. But I think that's one of those things that 
in our house we have like these things that we put on like just kind of like promises and whatnot and one of the drawings I put on, one of the things I put on was literally that vision that I saw I drew it out there mm. like, falling into place and I just got to like remind myself it's just not for this year or just for this event or that event mm. but throughout our entire lives we have to live by that knowing that, that God has everything falling into place that's your inheritance yeah yeah I think that's yeah because it, it's a truth of who God is for everybody you know I think yeah. it, it was really important for Yong to hear that and to live it out um, and now to go because that's who God is God yeah. wants to put things into place mm. I think for me, um, that that understanding of God being with me in suffering was really important. And I, I think now, post-COVID, post, not post, I mean, these things are still present, but, you know, the racial tensions that were happening in our country, um, just the chaos that's happening in our world, I, I just am like, oh, God, this is so important because the whole world there's so many people that need to know that are in hard places. Um, and so for me out of the season was, God, we need, I, I, I don't want to say like, I'll, I'll say like, I, I think the theology of suffering is really important. And mm. I would say that's something I took out. Not even that what we went through was the hardest thing. There are plenty of harder things that had gone on, but for me, it was so uh, probably the hardest thing I had gone in my life thus far that year, just the the hmm. combination of everything that happened. But I think that's what I take out of it is just that reality of where we need to be, and that actually we need those places of suffering. Um, not to not God is with us everywhere, but in those places of suffering, we get to share in something of Jesus that we wouldn't share otherwise. Um, I had. Before I started my sabbatical, I went on like a pre-sabbatical retreat. And I went up to the Bay Area, went to this retreat center, and um, I was walking with the Lord. And I felt like there was one day I saw these um, olives. Hmm. There's an olive tree, and all the olives were on the ground. And I saw them, they were all like splattered and crushed. And I felt like God was telling me, he goes, this is part of what your life is to be about. A tree and a seed doesn't multiply just by being one tree. It's trees that release seeds and seeds that grow into new trees. That's how things multiply. Mm. And he goes, but look at the olives. The olives can't become new trees unless the fruit is crushed. And only when the fruit is crushed mm. can the seed then get planted. And I remember he was saying like, and so God part of, uh, God was saying like, and part of your life is to 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 help people walk and, and you know into not into crushing but like you want to help facilitate people to understand that that's what it means for things to multiply so I didn't know at the time anything that was going to happen this was pre um pandemic uh, I think this was post his surgeries but pre-pandemic and when I think back about mm. pandemic and the things God was trying to do in me I was like oh I needed to get pressed and crushed and I need the seed needs to die in order for it to be planted so that new life can grow out. So I think that truth just became so real for me through this season, um, especially the post, actually it's post-surgery season, um, yeah. the pandemic season. Yeah. Yeah. 
I uh, think about that um, when I read this book and it talked a lot about communion and how whenever we take communion we are reminded um, that for wine to be made the grapes need to be crushed and for the bread to be made the wheat needs to be crushed and to think about our Lord who was crushed for us and so yeah just reminded me a lot of that, like, wow, there's something so um, intimate about knowing Jesus in our suffering. I feel like there's so many stories that can be drawn from you guys' lives and things that, um, I mean, I get blessed because I'm part of you guys' lives, so I get to hear, <laughs> can hear more of them. But for the podcast purposes, oh, man. Um, it's just, just, a, 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 just a snapshot and abbreviated of what God's been doing in your life. And, and so um, just really thankful that you guys uh, are here today to be able to not just share with me and G, but just to really hope that when people hear this that they're just encouraged that they would leave knowing that man these are examples that God is with us in our suffering that God um, uh, is ahead of us that speaks these words that that like things will fall into place that it's not just Young's inheritance but it's for everyone that's listening mm -hmm. even that these stories are just witnesses of God's goodness over the years and so um, just yeah really grateful that we get to, to host that to share that um, for this this particular episode, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to smoothly transition to something fun that we usually end. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> <such a> smooth, <laughs> smooth landing. Um, uh, but this is uh, what we like to do just at the end, just have something fun. Um, we, we call this post-interview trivia, but I kind of like calling it life hacks. Like okay. you guys yeah, have like recommendations or. Um, uh, anti-recommendation. So maybe uh, have one of you guys share a recommendation and the other person share an anti-recommendation. This can be very light and fun, but if you want to make it serious, you can make it serious too. Life hack. I'll, I'll share the recommendation then. Okay. I don't know if it's that. I feel like you have good recommendations. Yeah, well, I mean, I thought about this. I think my recommendation is that everybody should join a buy nothing group. Mm. Oh, you told me. Yes. Is this a Facebook group? Uh, do not. So, oh yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Share, oh, share with her. Share with Gigi. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> so I, I discovered this during pandemic um, and I read an article about it. And so, buy nothing, I think it really kind of hit big during pandemic, but, you know, they've had these groups where they're, they're primarily Facebook groups, they have other, other types of, you know, mediums. But basically, in an effort to try to reduce waste, mm. um, they started creating these neighborhood groups. And what it the it's it's basically the idea of local economy and the idea that it's all meant to be like neighborly. So there's you're not allowed to give any recommendations for buying anything anywhere. It's all free, and okay. so you can ask, you can give, or you can give gratitude. And so every post is one of those three. And mm -hmm. so. Um, I got to join one during pandemic and I have met mom friends on it. I have Whoa. gotten so many cool things. We just got our son, you know, a bunk bed that I was going to buy and then all of a sudden appeared on Buy Nothing this wow. week, the exact one I was going to buy. And so we've just gotten so much, you know, baby stuff and been able to 
like I've given away like half eaten things. No way. people will take it. Oh my gosh, um, really? Because people just don't want to waste food or they want to try something. And so, highly recommend buy nothing. Every, most neighborhoods have it somewhere. It's just not so I've, fun, I've actually. joined one because yeah, of... Lorsing and I are in the same buy nothing <laughs> neighborhood. But if you go to the buy nothing project, it'll list all the neighborhoods yeah, in the um, I can't wait to like world give, that has it. give my baked goods. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. People because love things like that. I always have too much. Love, like you know, the, I just want to bake. Yo, a you should, and you can meet people in your neighborhood. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, the, the whole I started joining during pandemic, and so it became a lot more like porch pickups. But the whole idea is like that you see people in your neighborhood. That's why Ooh, it's very I limited to people this. that live in your neighborhood. Um, the cool. hard thing is like you'll get like fifteen people say interested, so then you got to choose one yeah. to give it to. Uh, well, I'm interested in you. <laughs> well, that, they say you could choose whoever for whatever reason you want. And, you know, that's that's so. Uh, I highly recommend that. Thank that, you for that that's explanation. Great, that, was, that was great. That's a yeah. Great all right all right okay. the anti anti-recommend. anti-recommend i do not recommend <laughs> yeah i do not recommend doing actually i want to know why you don't recommend going to that certain location that you mentioned on the run sheet <laughs> what what altadena taco bell <laughs> i want to know that story <laughs> hey no, no this is not this is not my story actually this is someone else's story oh so that, that so maybe i'll to another maybe another, maybe another oh let's see i know i guess <laughs> what i do not I do not recommend you driving without a some sort of a phone mount. Oh. I actually got nailed a ticket a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes, because if you have your phone, cell phone in your hand while you drive in California. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. Well, I knew that, but I didn't know people. Got I got nailed, and he was so upset because he thinks like. I use the phone way more than him. <laughs> I think he felt oh. a sense of injustice <laughs> that he was driven on the California yeah. roads lately. Wait, oh but did God. you have a phone mount at the time? No, oh. I still don't have a phone mount. So what wait, I do is wait, wait. Like, <laughs> so you should no, 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 take your no. own I need to take my own advice. But what I do now is I just put it in this thing and I don't even look at it. Uh-oh. Until I get to Wait, my location. So you are not you're giving this anti recommendation for yourself. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you have not yet <laughs> to prevent somebody else from to get one of these tickets. Who's <laughs> been too afraid to go online to check how much money the ticket is? Wait. Oh, oh I get that. Yeah, I get I, that I get feeling. That, yeah. But you know, like if you delay, you'll get more. I know. So I gotta get. I gotta take care of it in the next. And then get a phone mount. Yes, and then get a phone mount. Do not recommend not having. Wait, yeah, that's actually basically yes. a recommendation. <laughs> that's a pretty funny story. Let's <laughs> like, make anything an anti-recommendation. I just like, put my phone away. I do not recommend using your I'm, phone. I'm trying to think of like really like nothing I wouldn't else. recommend doing. I don't you know. You already gave yours. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's this good. is one of the harder ones. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that was good. That was very practical. Very practical. Both of those were practical. Yeah. Let's go paint the stupid tags. I already paid enough stupid tags as is. Story. Yeah. Oh, well. thank you for having us. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys get a good night's sleep today. <laughs> yes, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs>